When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, we're live. Listen to the AC Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sports book betting app. Okay. Uh, joined by the uh, great Ben White. I am merely Mike Luke. We might be having Schuster and uh, Brad join us. If not, you know what? They're lost. All right, fam. So we lost 49 39. We got a lot of uh, a lot of points to get to on here already. We got about 25 comments on here. But um, again, 49 39. This to me, Ben, was a case where Arizona's offense is good. There is no doubt about it. Jaden Delora and crew can run the ball, can move the ball up the field. And look at this. We got John Schuster joining us as well. Talk about a guy that can move the ball up the field as well. So, uh, but Shu, like I was just telling Ben, this is a team that can, you know, the offense, I think at this point is fair to say it's good enough. There's no doubt about it. Delora is not Peyton Manning, but he's going to be able to put points on the board. Uh, Arizona loses 49-39. This is a problem for this team that will not be corrected, uh, Ben, until the defense gets better. Yeah, I mean, you look at what Arizona did today offensively. I mean, Delora was fantastic, 400 yards, four touchdowns. And you just felt like throughout that entire game, if the defense was just slightly better, I'm not saying we need a defense to force three and outs consistently and a defense to hold, you know, Washington to 14 seven points I'm talking about a defense who can make one or two stops and you're talking about an Arizona team who's maybe in some of these games but unfortunately they ran out of gas and I think you saw it there in the fourth quarter where Arizona made it a three-point game and it was apparent on that last drive Washington went right down the field Michael Penix did what he did 
Um, was killer throughout the game, four touchdowns, very similar to what Delora did. And Arizona just could not get a stop. You know, from a coverage standpoint, I, I think we've talked a little bit about some of the frustrations we've seen, especially on the defensive line all year. But from a coverage standpoint, they zoned Washington because it was apparent that Washington was going to throw the ball all over the field. And there was just nothing they could do to stop it. And at the end of the day, you lose by giving up big explosive plays. And that's what Arizona did. And unfortunately, they had the offense. They had the performance from Jaden Delora, but their defense just couldn't come through today. John Schuster? Yeah, uh, remember a conversation we had a month ago. Let's go back in time. Let's play Sherman set the way back machine to about a month ago. Uh, Arizona, is, there's about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. North Dakota State has a fourth and two. Arizona makes a defensive stop and controls the rest of the game and gets a W against a difficult opponent. One of the few times we talked about this fairly, you know, one of the things that Arizona did in those matchups is that Arizona hasn't been able to get a stop uh, for most of the last five, six, seven years. However, it's been, well, the defense maybe turned a corner in that North Dakota State game because they got a stop. Well, a month later, that feels uh, kind of empty. Uh, this was an opportunity. Arizona's offense, as you and Ben noted, uh, did – you score 39 points, you ought to give yourself an opportunity to win some football games. And uh, what happened uh, as a result is that, yet again, we have a recurring theme. It's an understandable recurring theme, but it's also a frustrating recurring theme that Arizona's ability to make stops on defense uh, is inconsistent at best. And that's something late in the game when they put pressure on Washington on the road, uh, you know, that Arizona wasn't ultimately able to get it done. Hey, Mike, it looks like you're on mute. Okay, yeah, that, that okay. I so do apologize because I'm trying it's to. It's not on my end. Okay, I was, yeah. uh, I was concerned that it may have been on my end. All right. No, 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 no. that's definitely on my end. Uh, Nick Howard, I was not trying to mute your comments because, Nick Howard, you are one of our favorite people in the world. And he says, at what point is it acceptable to start calling for jobs, namely the defensive side of the ball, no fight at all? And then he said, yeah, I'm pissed. Um, we sucked last year on the defensive side of the ball, but we played with a ton of heart. That to me is that to me is a little bit of the problem. Is that last year I didn't think that Arizona was good, but I didn't look at the Arizona defense and say, oh my God, this is wretched. I feel this year, tell me if I'm wrong, fellas and shoe. I feel this defense is wretched. This team is this defense that I feel is going to give up 50 points every single game. And you could have a team that's going to give up 30 or score 39 points. And it doesn't really matter because you're giving up 50. I suspect that there's what you have right now is like a rich rod team. Uh, you have a team that's good on offense and can put up a bunch of points, but really needs to get some help on the defensive end. And I think Nick Howard has touched on a theme that I think is going to pop up in conversation a lot. Uh, I meant to look into this this week and didn't get around to it. And maybe throughout the course of the show, this can be something that can stud be studied a little bit uh, more in depth or even to a point. Uh, where numbers are compared if you're you know doing some broadcasts a little bit later next week. Arizona wasn't talented last year on the defensive side of the ball, but it seemed like they were more 
frustrating to the opposition for about 40 of the 60 minutes. Arizona's theme last year is they weren't good, but they were competitive for 40 minutes. And in the last 20, they just didn't have the talent to hang around. To a large degree, there's a lot of similarities there. But if you coalesce that only on the defensive side of things, Arizona appeared to be more disruptive, more uncertain, more, you know, it wasn't as much a given until they were completely worn down as it appears to be right now. And at some point, it's not a matter so much. I mean, you're what, seven games into this in year one and the rest of it. It's not a... it's not a call for jobs thing, but I understand the frustration from Nick's standpoint. I understand the frustration, Mike, from your standpoint. I think a lot of Wildcat fans are going to feel the same way. That you're... And, and Mike, again, I'm having a hard time kind of picking you up, so I'm going to do my best to hear you. Shoo, how about that? Is yeah, that better? You. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. I'll be better. Um, Shoo, you... Um... You you lived an era that I want to talk about too. And again, I don't want to compare this to Desert Swarm. That's not my point. My point is this. At what point, and this is KB Thiel's point right here, who definitely did not live the Desert Swarm being that he's 13. He said, this whole defense needs to go play the freshman. If we're going to suck, might as well get people experienced. These upperclassmen aren't good. That's my question. At what point do you just throw these the kids out there like Dick Tomey did back in the nineties where you're, I'm going to throw Brandon Sanders out there. I'm going to throw Rob Waldrop. I'm going to throw Teddy Bruski. Granted, I'm not saying that there's those kind of players on here, but at what point do you say these seniors just are not cutting it right now? Well, honestly, the thing you don't, you know, you didn't know at the time that you had Sanders Waldrop and Bruski either. Uh, so you threw, but you were at least look, you know what I'm saying? You were at least yeah, yeah, looking for I a mean, younger understood. No, totally understand. And I've had a friend of mine uh, talk about this for about three or four weeks in a row. And to his credit, very often he's ahead of the curve. Sometimes he's a complete nut job. But every once in a while, he's ahead of the curve. And this is one of those examples where when you see what appears to be an inability to make strides, then what KB is saying here about if you're going to suck anyway, give younger kids who have heart and, and, and gumption and try – uh, an opportunity to try to go out there and see what they can do. Because one of the, I, I think from a fan standpoint, it's difficult to differentiate the two. I don't want to suggest that this group isn't trying. No, but they're trying for sure. They no aren't, they're trying. But, but there is a lot to be said about if they aren't executing, then bench them. And if you bench them, maybe you piss them off enough to give them a little bit motivation. And even if they're the better talented guys, maybe that helps a little bit from here and there. Arizona tried to make a change between this week because what happened last week was inexcusable, they thought, from a defensive standpoint, and something needed to be changed. In the Oregon game, what was it? They had zero yards for loss except for the kneel down at the end of the game and, and yielded, what, three incomplete passes against an Oregon team that marched up and down the field. Washington did the same thing tonight. The quarterback threw for over 500. Uh, So so maybe there's something to be said about the perception of effort and the motivation that goes into being benched. If you're the starter and you're benched, maybe you just need, as, as dumb as it sounds, maybe you just need to be kicked around a little bit and say, you know what, hey, if you're not putting in the effort, even if the effort is there, you use it as a motivation tool. And you say, and I, hey, starters, if you're not putting in the effort, these guys will. They, 
Fish and the defensive coordinators wouldn't be the first coaches to bench starters in an effort to try to use it as a motivational tool. And maybe that's something that needs to be addressed here because nothing else is working right now. What do you think, Ben? I think the issue with that, and well, it's a great point. The problem is that thinking and that philosophy really applies to teams that are in games where they have absolutely no chance. This is a one touchdown game at halftime. This is a three-point game going into the fourth quarter, and you just have to think to yourself, if Arizona can be, from a starter standpoint, a little bit better, one or two more plays, they're in this game. So I don't think we're quite at that point yet, but as you look at the schedule and who they play next, right, the L.A. schools, Utah, that's going to be tough. If we're in situations where Arizona's just not even competitive enough, the offense isn't able to do anything, I think that's when you start having that rotation. And to that point as well, you have to consider who does Arizona have? And while you need to find that out, I'm not sure that they have the deep enough roster to even go that far to say, hey, we need to pull our starting defensive backs. We need to pull some guys on the line. Because as we've talked about all year, depth is a problem with this team. We just don't have the guys either to do that. Have, have I told you guys, let me ask you this real quick, real quick. Have I told you guys about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX? I've, I, I, no, no, uh, no. I've absolutely never in any way, shape or form heard anything about the wizardry that I have a feeling you're about to present to me right now. Here's Maybe once at best. <laughs> My good friend, John Schuster is on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. And he told me that he took a bad beating the other day, but you know what? A lot of people take bad beatings, but it's only to make it for a bigger come up. Here's the deal. The DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right. So you put down five bucks, to win, and you can get $200 in free bets if they do. Here's the deal, though. If that's not enough, you can boost your winnings with DraftKings Sport uh, stepped-up same-game parlays right now for every leg you uh, you can bet, you can boost your earnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on anything anywhere else? Let's be honest here. Uh, and to make things even sweeter, you can throw down stepped-up same-game parlays once per game, all season long, it's simple. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Again, see draft, uh, see the show notes for details. And again, Four Peaks, we were all up there. Very, very good showing. The great Kevin Woodman made his triumphant return to Tucson. Ben White uh, back here as well. We're going to talk about Ben. Ben's got some nice little opportunities maybe per uh, going on later on. But Four Peaks Brew was there. It was absolutely fantastic. We appreciate everybody there. Okay. Here's my question, though. How far away is this defense from being competent? Because the offense is fine. We can be honest. The offense is fine. How far away is this defense from just being competent? Well, if I was just uh, to there, not this year, uh, you, you know, and I think uh, Ben Ben tucks on, touches on a very legitimate point here. He does. You know, Ar- Arizona clearly doesn't have a lot of talent, and it's most notable on the defensive side of the ball. In the offseason, the Wildcats did a very good job improving the skill positions and bringing in a quarterback who can do a lot of good things. Although the quarterback in the last possession of the game was just oh that's that that's inexcusable and frustrating yeah. and needs to get fixed. But for the most part, Arizona put up a lot of yardage, scored thirty nine points. Thirty nine points enough to win a game. Uh, Ben's right. I, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, as much as I might side with what KB's saying and what Nick is saying in regards to you know giving younger players an opportunity, the 
reality here is that Arizona doesn't have a lot of talent at this stage and in the offseason needs to work very hard to improve upon that talent on that side of the ball. So if your question is, is Arizona going to be quote unquote competent defensively this year? Probably not. Rarely, occasionally, even today, they made some stops on third and short and fourth and short. Uh, and it looked like they had an opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, stiffen up a little bit uh, here and there, but it clearly wasn't enough. And is Arizona going to be precipitously better throughout the course of this year? I seriously doubt it, which means they're obviously going to have to work very hard through the transfer portal and other recruiting options to try to improve their defensive position heading into next season. And I think as we all know too, especially when you look at the transfer portal, it's a lot harder to get those guys on the defensive line, get those guys in the secondary than it is to get those skill guys. I mean, I think Arizona fans need to remember that from a recruiting standpoint, the way things are right now, it's a lot easier to stack up and get a lot of receivers, get a lot of running backs. Arizona offensively has no issues, but you're probably a good three to four years away from at least having a competent defense to a point where you can go into an environment like Washington on the road and make some stops. I mean, Arizona lost this game at the line of scrimmage today. You can say all you want about the broken coverages, but if Arizona is able to get at least a little bit of pressure against Washington, it has somewhat of a chance, but they just weren't. I mean, you watched Michael Penix. He sat back there 10, 15, even 20 seconds. One time I counted going into halftime, he had time to throw the ball deep until Arizona finds a way to get some pressure. There's, there's no shot. I mean, you can score. I mean, we saw a glimpse of this with Richrod. When you're not able to get pressure and you, you have to go zone and you have to bring your guys back, the offense is just going to tear you apart. And if, that's what's going to happen to Arizona. And right. I think one of the problems here, Mike, uh, apologies. Before no, go ahead. You're good. And, and Saul Goodman here, uh, Bookman, has checked in and is talking about the analytics. Oh, geez, I agree, disagree with what Saul put out here. I'm going to challenge my boss in a big uh, way. I'm interested to hear that. However, one of the differences, and 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 if you make a, a deep dive here, last year's defensive coordinator was uh, Arizona had to rely on gimmicks. Arizona is a defense that doesn't have talent and has rely on one gimmick or the other. Last okay. year, Arizona's gimmick was blitzing and blitzing from different perspectives. And sometimes it was effective until Arizona got worn down in the last, you know, roughly right. quarter and a half of the game. This year, Arizona's gimmick, you can put gimmick in air quotes, because you want teams to be able to blitz well. You want teams to be able to force turnovers. You want be, teams to be able to stiffen up. The latter portion of that is what Ben alluded to, the toughest part to get, because you need good people on the line to be able to make that happen. And Arizona clearly doesn't have that talent level at this stage. But Arizona has attempted to, I think, change its gimmick, if you will, from blitzing a variety of different ways to trying to force turnovers. When Arizona doesn't force turnovers, and they really haven't particularly well in the last two, three, four weeks, then things become troublesome. Uh, Arizona last year was better, I think, at its blitz efforts than it has been over the course of the last third of the season uh, being relatively effective in trying to force those turnovers and making game-changing plays. And as a result, the defense has suffered, I think, to a large degree more this year than it has last year. All right. I, I want to give everybody a ton of credit, including TJ Terrence Wilmore, one of my all-time OGs right here. Uh, we've got well over 100 comments right now. You guys are all fantastic. But you know what? Here's how we roll at PHNX Sports. 
And I'm not going to go after my boss, Saul Bookman, too much because he is a fantastic person. And I like Saul a great deal. And I can't even find this comment anymore, but it's somewhere in here. But he was talking about the analytics. And I'm not saying that Saul said that. Oh, here we go. I got you. I'm not saying Saul's saying this. He's just reporting it. Analytics say Arizona is worse uh, compared to last year by a mile. That's where the analytics nerds lose me. That's where the per, uh, the per 36 basketball geeks also lose me. This team right now would destroy last year's team. And I'm going to give you a few reasons why. First, last year's defense might have been marginally better. I get that. Last year's offense, though, was terrible. This is a good this is a good offense right here. It's not a great offense. It's not 1998. It's not a vintage Rich Rod team. But this is a fairly good offense right here. This this year's team would destroy last year's team. Am I, am I wrong? Am I right? You guys go and feel free to slap me if I deserve it. I mean, I, that's a that's a let's see. In, in the term of our good friend, Kevin let me ask Ray, you this, too. real quick. Sorry, shoot. Let me ask you this: Is this team ever losing to NAU? No, but that's an apples to helicopters uh, comparison. And, Why? And, well, well, if because, you're comparing this year's team to last year's team, how's no, it? No, no, no. That that that's not what that that's not what Saul's comparing comparing here. Saul's comparing how Arizona's defense plays against other football teams. The difference here, if you're comparing Arizona teams, is that this year's Arizona offense is clearly significantly better than last year's Arizona offense. So if Arizona this year scores, you know, 30 points a game or whatever, it's better than the 20 points a game they scored last year. So Arizona's going to win convincingly because their offense is better than last year's offense. But if you're comparing Arizona defenses, I think you could make a suggestion that the difference isn't nearly as dramatic and possibly Arizona was better as shocking as this is based on their relative lack of talent. Arizona may have been better defensively uh, to some degree last year than they ultimately are so far this year. We lost you again, Mike. We lost you again. There you go. We got you. I think. I apologize. I'm trying to mute things because Ben's in the same house. My bad. Um, So here's where I'm at. If Arizona's defense, I believe, was better last year, and I think you can chalk a lot of that up to Don Brown. Don Brown was a guy who, you know, when you're the D.C. at Michigan, you're the D.C. at Michigan for a reason. You know, some of the places that he's been, you're that dude. But let's just say that that defense last year was a nine or nine. That's terrible. Um, Let's just say it was a five. This year's team is a two. This year's offense to me is more like an eight as opposed to last year's offense was a two. I still believe that there has been dramatic improvement as far as that goes. But, you know, when you want to look at it, you know, it's difficult because you're still giving up 50 points a game. 100%. And I think, too, when you look at the defense last year, and and Schuster alluded to this earlier, is the difference is with that defense, at least you could force some turnovers. And what do we talk about all the time? When you have these deficiencies on the defensive side, whether it's on the line, whether it's in the secondary, how do you win games against opponents who are clearly superior to you from a talent standpoint, from a size standpoint? You have to force turnovers. And Arizona just hasn't been able to do that. From a talent standpoint, Arizona kind of is where they are last year on the defensive side, if not, like Mike said, regressed a tad. But from a coaching standpoint, if you're Johnny Nansen, 
you've got to do something. I mean, you saw the majority of the game, Arizona just completely back off and give Penix all the time in the world to throw the ball. I'm not saying you need to blitz every play and, and play man and let your corners get beat because that's just going to result in more points being given up. But you have to get a little bit creative. I think Arizona lost this game today, not only having less talent than Washington, but especially when you look at the way that things were going into the fourth quarter, Arizona was able to come back a little bit and keep it close. But that last drive, obviously, Jaden Delora was completely shell-shocked. But if you're looking for a good, valid reason that we can build on and improve this season for the remainder of the games we have, it's got to be Johnny Nansen drawing up a better game plan. It just has to be. Yeah, I think there's – yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and so you have to figure out recognizing the obvious, and I think we all do. Arizona is still behind the curve when it comes from a defensive standpoint. Are they better? Clearly. Are they moving in the right direction as a program? I think we all believe they are. Uh, are they going to have they, – do they need to have a good recruiting class next year? That's imperative to continue uh, the process that is in place. Uh, and, and you have a quarterback – in this system who looks like he may be here a little while, who more often than not, and by more often than not. Delora's good. We can say Delora's good. Delora's good. Uh, The last drive was a nightmare, but generally speaking, you're right. Delora's good, and he's not the problem on the Arizona football team. It's obviously a a defensive issue that needs talent. But if you don't have talent, Ben's point is right. You're going to have to be creative to some degree to try to figure out What is it that you're trying to accomplish that gives you a better opportunity to try to steal a possession here, steal a possession there? Arizona tried to steal one with an onside kick today. It completely blew up in their face. Uh, You know, that's one of those things that I suspect behind the scenes they had been working on for weeks. And and then you get the opportunity to bring it out. Washington recovers or something goes wrong. Short field, easy score. Uh, But what is it you're going to do if you don't have talent? What is it that you need to do to try to keep a team – further behind the chains you have two options and we've talked about them and both of these defensive coordinators approach this differently last year's defensive coordinator i think looked at an arizona team that felt a lot more like the early mike stoops teams let me where, can, shoot, where, can, shoot, can i interrupt you just by all means, please 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 go ahead when you watch last year's team and last year's defensive squad and i wrote this in my notes before the game and i wanted to watch this um it just it didn't feel like last year's defense, even though it was kind of the same personnel, it didn't feel that it was this porous. I'm not saying it was good, but it didn't feel like you went into every game saying, well, we're going to give up 50. We need to score 57. Like, maybe I'm just missing something, but from your perspective, does this, at least for me, this year's defense feels worse than last year's defense. I, I think a lot, and there are a few things that go into the reason as to why that is. And one of that, ironically, is that, that Arizona is better on offense. Better mm-hmm. on offense means that you move the ball faster, you score with a little bit more efficiency, and then you put the defense back on the field, uh, of which is one of those odd things. And if you've got a bad defense, you're going to give up more points. Uh, so Arizona's offense almost works against Arizona's defensive struggles here. What you have in two microcosm years of Jed Fish is a little bit of Mike Stoops last, the early era of Mike Stoops last year, and a little bit of the Rich Rod rebuilding effort this year. Uh, Arizona last year was a team that wanted to milk clock a little bit on the offensive end, uh, try to limit possessions so that if they had not a better opportunity to win the game, they'd be in a 24-16 game 
as opposed right. to what this team right. is doing right. where you're in a 42 to 39 game trying to make things happen. If it, and, and what happened with Arizona last year is that those games would get out of Arizona would be in games from a scoring standpoint for 40 minutes because that philosophy was good for two reasons. Right. It milked clock and Arizona was relatively effective early in the game at taking chances from a blitzing standpoint. And then if you had a blitz here and there and it was successful, you had an offense that was a little bit behind the chains. And then, you know, maybe they'd make an offensive penalty and the drive would stall, which is what you ultimately want if you're not good enough to just stop teams. Uh, So that worked relatively well for Arizona until they ran out of gas in the last 20 minutes of the game. And then if you look at the scores from last year, Arizona gets blown out by, you know, 20 to 25 a game. But in the first 40 minutes of the game, Colorado accepted, and there are probably another, there's probably another example or two here and there. Arizona's in most of those games heading into the midway point of the third quarter. This year's different. This year, they're much more confident on the offensive end and the gimmick. Again, I go back to gimmick. I use this in air quotes. No, um, I get, I get what you're saying. Though. You don't, you don't want it to. You want to be able to blitz. You want to be able to force turnovers. So I'm not saying these are bad things, but they're not consistent things that are going to make you good defensively. Arizona this year is trying to force turnovers, and that decision uh, so far in many against many of these high octane offenses who execute very well hasn't worked for them. And as a result of that, it makes the analytics that Saul referenced look worse uh, than they were last year because Arizona was was better able to put teams in second and long and third and long situations because they can make a play or two here or there that would keep them a little bit off guard. And this year's team has, certainly over the course of the last month, struggled a lot more against good offenses to try to make something dynamic like that occur. All right, couple things. First of all, two things. I want to tell you about Mountain Mike's Pizza. All right, a lot of new sponsors here from PHNX. We're going big, and you know what? Pugs and Hugs says, don't let Saul boss you around. You know what? At the end of the day, though, Saul's a good dude. I like Saul. You know what? Even when Saul gets mad at me, I appreciate the way that he delivers it. But Mountain Mike's Pizza, this is the new pizza here in Tucson. Oracle is right off of Oracle. Check it out. You can bring it down here to the tap and bottle remotes, by the way. And tap and bottle, keep in mind, this is where you want to be for all your away game watch parties. This is the spot to be. Scott and Rebecca may be the coolest people in the world. I don't know that they're not, but if there's somebody cooler, I have not come across them yet. You got Four Peaks Brew on tap. You've got a, a lot. You got a raucous crowd of U of A fans there looking to you know, be part of it. John Schuster even showed up today. The great Kevin Woodman was there as well. Had a great showing. We'd love to see you. It's for every away U of A football and basketball game. So check it out. And you can get some Mountain Mike's pizza as well. Check out the uh, uh, the links in the description as well. Um, but again, had to get those in there. Here's where, let me ask you this. John Schuster, you've seen a lot of U of A football teams over the years. That's a lot of you. You go back to translation, John Schuster. You're really old. You go back to you go back to the Fred Inc. You know the Pop McHale era. I sure, guess. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But this team to me feels like about a four win football team. Maybe not more. Maybe not less. It feels like about a four win team. And you know what? If you were to tell me that Arizona at the end of the year was going to finish with five wins. It would not shock me. It might mildly surprise me, but it wouldn't shock me, which I'm okay with. 
going into this year, Arizona football had won one game in the last pre, uh, previous 23 games. That's just a fact. That's the way it is. This isn't a great team. This was never going to be a great team. If you were to tell me this was going to be a four or five win team, yes, I'll take it. Sign me up. Here's the, uh, you know, there's, and, and there are issues in this game that are frustrating again because Arizona in the fourth quarter defensively was able to make a big stop against its, I guess, premier win of the year uh, when it won at home against North Dakota State. That does, I, I, I understand that that, doesn't sound like a rousing endorsement, but uh, Arizona at least defensively was able to make a state control, uh, uh, make a stop control the last nine minutes of the game. The and and it feels like they've regressed. Now a lot of that is obviously that Oregon and Washington are better offenses than North Dakota State. Uh, North Dakota State executes one thing very well. And Arizona was ultimately able to stop it. Oregon and Washington are a lot more versatile on the offensive end, although in a different way, because Washington threw it for 500 plus today. Uh, so, you know, they understand that Arizona has issues in it. And it is frustrating. In the moment, these things are frustrating. Because you watched an Arizona team that had a chance. And we all say that we think Arizona is going to pick off somebody before this season ends or before they get to the ASU game, which is completely wide open at this stage. I, I agree with that. Um, but you looked at this game and Arizona being in it as maybe that opportunity in front of you and Arizona ultimately couldn't get enough done. Uh, certainly defensively, that was an issue. You can't give up 49 and usually win. Uh you know, ask Ken. Oh, wait, Tennessee won today and gave up 49 points. Um, <laughs> but you, you, you know where I'm going. Nevertheless, um, even though your quarterback makes a huge mistake on that final drive, not that Arizona is going to recover the onside kick and get the ball back, but they took themselves away from an opportunity to, you know, they made that much more difficult and didn't give themselves a chance. And, and that became frustrating. From a fan standpoint, it doesn't feel like Arizona overall is getting significantly better, and I think that's irritating. Uh, because at some point this year, oh, what perspective, see, John Schuster? What what perspective do you say? Do you? I think uh, a fan. Sorry, in yeah, case I, that, no, that, good, in good, case I got lost there. A, no, from good. a general fan perspective, I don't think this year you're seeing much of a difference from an improvement standpoint between Arizona in game one two or three as opposed to what you're seeing out of Arizona over the course of the last three weeks. Arizona looked better, I think, in the eyes of fans against San Diego State and against North Dakota State than they did against Oregon and Washington. And what you want from Arizona is a team that improves as the season progresses, even if they get to four wins. And I think that's certainly very possible. You know, five would be nice. And obviously, if you got really hot and managed to sneak your way through six. You got to beat somebody to give yourself some confidence and uh, hopefully that you can catapult that uh, into season three quickly. As we're on this sort of thread here, I was listening to uh, the broadcast uh, driving before I popped on uh, the, the air here. And there was an interview with uh, Hunter Eccles. And, you know, it was typical fluff, you know, you made a couple fourth down stops there and, you know, that was really good. And yeah, we fight really hard and we try. And then, you, you know, you had a problem with the quarterback. Yeah, we really need to get in the film room to, you know, clear some of that up. And I just wish a player on one of these teams would say, you know what bleeping sucks? The fact that we lose every goddamn week. 
and 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 time after time and, and none of the players say this because everything's so you know yeah, it's so coddled and it's so softball and it's so you know they feel like crap in the locker room but you know after a while you just got to get sick of losing and 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 that's kind of like maybe the next thing that I'd kind of like to see from Arizona. It's just I'd like to see the Wildcats get pissed off and they do, lost. Shoot, let me ask you this: Shoot, does it feel like a team that could be? If we were talking at this point next year, because you're not leaving me, I don't care what happens. You are not leaving me. Um, I will. I will. I will. Hey Ben, you. are you leaving, Mike? I don't know what's going on here. Are Who's you leaving? News to me. Wherever you go, whatever you do, I will be right there. All right, no, 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 no. Please continue. Maybe that's part of why Mike's not on the radio anymore. Fair enough. I, I I hear that the record company is uh, calling your uh, blowing up yourself. I'm right just going to ask Ben you on board. Benjamin, you're a youngster. You just hit 21. John Schuster, you just hit 71. <laughs> That's just that, 171. But thank you. Yes. If this team won six or seven games last year, would you be surprised? Last or year, next yes. year, would this you be surprised? Year, yes. Last uh, ne- next year, they should. Next year, if if if, if what happens. If what happened this year on the offensive end from a recruiting standpoint happens this this year from a defensive standpoint, and Arizona can re- improve a little bit on that side of the ball, Arizona should be a bowl team next year. If they aren't a bowl team, I don't want to say you start to get concerned, but I can understand the fan base would be irritated more than just one week. Yeah, I mean, 100%, they should win six or seven games next year. And as we talked about before, the difficult part now of the rebuild is finding those guys on the defensive side. It's a lot easier to go out and recruit really well at the skill spot, especially when you have a quarterback like Jaden Delore, especially when you have somebody like Noah Fafita waiting, waiting in the shadows, T-Mac, these guys that they have on the outside to throw the ball to. But if you're Arizona, I mean, this is kind of how a rebuild goes. I mean, this doesn't happen overnight. This is going to take some time. And I think we all knew this looking at the schedule. Washington and Oregon are not North Dakota State or San Diego State, bottom line. I mean, you watch the way those two teams are playing right now. They're not playing very well. They're not really good football teams. Arizona had good games against them. They have some wins and some moral victories. And I think if you're an Arizona fan, you have to put that in your pocket and take that into 2023 and say, hey, there's some progress. It was a three-point game. We gave up 528 yards, but you know what? It was a three-point game at some point in the fourth quarter at Washington. There's little moments that you have to remember. And I think that's why – people are hesitant to act like last year because last year coming into coming into a game, you would just throw your hands up and say, when's this game going to be over? This team's going to get absolutely destroyed. <laughs> I don't feel that way this year, but I think there's that important differentiating factor. And like Schuster said, it's easy to get frustrated in these moments, but you can't get packed. You can't beat the process, right? As they say, trust the process. The defensive side is going to take the longest. It's a side that Rich Rod could never figure out. It took a while, Right. It's a side that someone didn't even attempt to figure out. So this is 10 years of neglected football, essentially on the defensive side of the ball, especially. You know, Ben, whoever the person was that uh, got rid of Rich Rod, I don't know who he was, but you know what? Maybe we had a good thing in Rich Rod. I'm just going to put it right there to you like that. But I am going to challenge Cosmic Contrarian, who – I appreciate you hopping on here. I do believe you're an ASU fan, but I still appreciate you hopping on here. But I need to tell you about game time. John Schuster, are you a procrastinator? Oh, <laughs> you know, if there were a ranking for procrastination, 
I would be in the top five on a pretty consistent basis. And I hope AP starts that poll. Well, AP's procrastinated in starting that poll. That's All right, the here's the deal. All right, Game Time is the new ticketing app that, or the two ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on sports tickets, concerts, sh- uh, shows, whatever you name, they have it. Save up to sixty percent when you get your tickets uh, last minute from Game Time. It's great for the people like John Schuster out there, the men with a lot of hair on their head, the men with the uh, you know all of that stuff. You know, all right, but. And if you love PHNX, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. All right. I'm going to go at Cosmic Contrarian. You know what? I appreciate you coming on. So please understand that this is not an insult towards you. I hope you you keep coming on because it looks better for me. The more views I have, the more comments I have. (laughs) Mike, you're dreaming the wins are over. I don't believe that. John Schuster has been around Arizona football for a long time. A long time. Benjamin White has been around enough. I've been around kind of in the middle. I'm in my mid-30s. Schuster, mid-60s. Ben White, mid-20s. You know, we all kind of meet somewhere. And uh, Schuster's mid-50s, by the way. I've seen this game before where people say that Arizona can't win any more games, and they win one or two that they probably shouldn't win. I look at the schedule ahead, and I say, I see Washington State. I see ASU. I would be very, very surprised if we, with this offense, if we were sitting here at the end of the day and saying Arizona doesn't have any more wins. Am I being stupid, John Schuster, or am I being stupid, Ben White? John Schuster, you go first. All right, I'll go first. Uh, Arizona is going to be an, a, a likely underdog in every game for the rest of the regular season. Uh, today, take it for what it's worth, they were 14-point underdog, lost by 10. So if you bet on Arizona, on DraftKings, yay. Uh, there, there, there you go. You made a smart bet. Uh, Code word but, PHNX. But if you look just at last week, last week's a, a good example of how a lot of conferences in college football are, and the Pac-12 definitely falls under this category. ASU played Washington and Tempe. Washington's a better team with better talent and more is, is a little bit more solidified at this stage than ASU is. Uh, it's not a game that ASU should have won, uh, but Washington couldn't figure out how to stop it, and ASU got a W. That doesn't mean that Arizona State is on its way to winning six straight games and is going to be, you know, a bold team juggernaut. It means that ASU has enough talent to beat a pretty good Pac-12 team somewhere along the way. Arizona last year is a team that didn't have that kind of talent. This year to me, Arizona, certainly on the offensive end, is pretty good. And pretty good can catch somebody on an off game that has three or four turnovers and eight or nine penalties and just is flat for a lot of reasons. Ball bounces Arizona's way and the Cats can get a W. It's not like it, it's not like that is out of the realm of possibility. Arizona had opportunities to win the game today. Uh, so I, I think as the season progresses, Arizona's going to be in football games. You know, and, and, and there's reason to believe that somewhere along the line, maybe they can pick somebody off. And if they do, okay, you, you get a little bit of confidence along the way, at least for that week, and you're, uh, you know, you're working your way to the progress necessary to try to improve uh, throughout the rest of this season and, and into year three. Hate to, hate to agree with Mike Luke, but 
I, I don't see Arizona out of it this year. I mean, like Schuster said, you're a turnover or two away. You're um, a team with some injuries. I mean, the reason Arizona won a game last year, let's be honest here, they had no business winning that Cal game, but Cal's entire roster was out with COVID. So you, you never know what could happen. And I think when you look at this schedule, the next three are obviously going to be very rough. With the high school in Utah, uh, but Washington State this year—that's fair game. Those are two teams right there that aren't necessarily bottom of the Pac-12. I mean, ASU is on their way to keep things up, but teams that aren't necessarily top of the Pac-12 either. And Arizona can find a way, like they did today, like they have in some of these other games, to score 28 or 30 points a game. You're in. Let's see what happens. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say at the end of the day, cosmic contrary, and I'm talking to you. I'm going to say that Arizona is going to win at least four games. And you know what? If we win, or if Arizona wins five, and I'm not the old school uh, person like John Schuster is, who comes from the, uh, <laughs> we uh, we just look at things from a uh, you know an unvarnished perspective. I know. I don't know why I'm beating him up because he's my. This happened to you every every show, Schuster. Uh, yeah, pretty much. There are comments about how I'm older than the invention of varnish. Okay. Oh well, dude. I, my favorite though is when Kevin will make fun of your age when Kevin's older than you. But whatever, really, doesn't matter. Uh, 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 Kevin is not older than me. Do we know this? You make a, a good fact? point. No, we don't know anything when it comes to Kevin, but for a fact, uh, that's you. part of the entertainment process. But uh, that is definitely part. Uh, but yeah, I'm older. And, and it's a safe bet that when it's the over-under with pretty much anybody, just pick me as the over and you're in good shape. I've lived a lot of Arizona football. Here's all I'm going to say is that Arizona, even when they really, really uh, – when they when they suck, not when they really, really suck, they generally beat a team or two that they shouldn't. And, again, Cosmic Contrarian, I'm going to tell you that Arizona's going to win at least four games, maybe more. Here's the deal, though. But, again, uh, Schuster – Thank you for showing up. I want to tell everybody again about the away game. Tap and bottle. This is the spot where you need to be. Tap and bottle downtown. The great Kevin Woodman showed up. And you know what? Every now and then, we will get mega superstars that show up. Ben White flew in here to be able to be here. We're talking about mega superstars right here. Do you know uh, who else was there today, Mike Luke? John, John Sh- oh, should we talk about Mr. Triple Double himself? Yeah. I mean, you might as well mention it. Mr. Matt Mulebach showed up. We are a we are great big fans of Matt Mulebach on this show. I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you a really quick story about Matt Mulebach. Um, I've I was always a big fan of Matt Mulebach. John Schuster has known Matt Mulebach for a very long time, and um, when I crossed paths with Matt Mulebach and I said, "Hey, uh, my friend John Schuster knows you," he immediately gave me a hug, and I'm like. He said, anybody that's a friend of John Schuster is a friend of mine. That shows you how far people connect on this show right here. But uh, Matt Mulebach also, as, a, as a quick aside, it was a great event, by the way, uh, at Tap and Bottle downtown. That's on 6th Avenue across from Miller Surplus uh, and in Tucson. And, and Scott and Rebecca do a fantastic job. There are a lot of people there. It was great to talk with them, to mingle with them and so forth. One of the entertaining peripheral things was uh, conversations involving Mulebach and our good friend Brad Alice, who are both Kansas City Chiefs fans. Mm-hmm. And they got into a lot of conversation about that. And then Mulebach is talking with Kevin Williams 
Woodman about volleyball. And there's this in-depth conversation about a variety of things. Our good pal Anthony Gemino showed up and, uh, you know, he he's a wealth of knowledge involved in regards to Arizona athletics as well. Very, you know, it was just a very enjoyable time. And if you're a Wildcat fan in Tucson, uh, who's looking for something to do and wants to watch a game, uh, one of Arizona's away games, it's hard to argue that there's a better place to do it than uh, tap and bottle. And you get to hang yeah. out Get this. Think about this. You get to hang out with the real superstar of the group, Mr. Mike Luke. <laughs> well, when you look, here's the problem, I guess, is when you look at the real superstar of the group, and if it's Mike Luke, it's probably, I don't even know what to say to that. I just really appreciate that. But I do want to thank Ben. Ben flew into town. John Schuster has always uh, been by my side. And Kevin Woodman, he promised that he would be back here in January. I don't believe him, but he did say that. Um, but everybody out there, again, really appreciate you. We got basketball coming up right around the corner and uh, excited about that. Football, I'm still on the Jed Fish train or the Jed Fish uh, lure. Um, I, didn't, uh, I didn't like the hire, but you know what? I get it. I get how bad Arizona was. But Ben White... John Schuster, sincerely appreciate you both. Saul Bookman coming down. Um, and again, Kevin Woodman um, showing up there. AG, all of you guys really appreciate you as well. And uh, Pugs and Hugs said, thanks, other guy too. His name is Ben White. And I will tell you this. We don't feel bad for Ben White for saying that because Ben White makes more than John Schuster and I combined. That's why we're at but again, on a serious note, everybody out there, really, really appreciate all of you. And we will be back with you tomorrow. John Schuster, Ben White, really appreciate both of you. TTFN, as the kids say, ta-ta for now.